1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everybody. This is Mo Ali, the director of Montana. Please go out and support it. Thanks.
0: Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Vic Jill, USMC 86. And right now, you're listening to one of my favorite podcasts from page Two screen. And could you also do me a favor and check out the 40K? Thank you.
0: From, From page, page to, screen, to screen, movie cast. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, good, man. How about you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, one of the downsides of a headphones on a laptop is if somebody phones you on
1: Skype, you don't hear it. So <laughs> apologies for missing a call. <laughs> I hear you, man. That's all good, dude. And I, I don't know if you still have to call me to be able to plug us in and get us recording or whatever, but um, I just figured it I'd is. check in with you.
0: Yeah, it's, it's already recording. I don't think it matters who phones who.
1: Oh, it's cool, man.
0: So, it's not too bad. So we got a free hour. Yeah. Uh, w- what are you up to after the hour? You got something exciting on?
1: Uh, well, my uh, wife and I are celebrating our first anniversary today. So oh, I've got a couple of little preparation. Uh, you know, go and gather a couple of gifts and stuff, and then we're taking off uh, for a uh, little getaway overnight. Come back tomorrow evening. So. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, Have you man. got the
0: children in in tow, or the children self-sustaining themselves? Oh, and they are you very
1: the- self-sustaining. Yeah, you know, it's like we had. Uh, they were off for Easter this week, and so um, they've had a you know nice week off. My youngest, who would probably need a babysitter, um, is not with us now she stayed with us through thursday and now she's with her mom so um yeah so all the rest of the kids can look after themselves and yeah we're looking forward to kind of you know ditching the cell phones and the internet and all that stuff and just kind of having some fun together brilliant my internet seems to ditch itself
0: lately so that's <laughs> a lot of podcasts but it's uh, there's how people oh it's obviously how people managed before the internet we just didn't have it so we didn't know any different but uh right. What? It's it's not good when you lose it.
1: Oh, definitely. Well, and yeah, you, know, you think how self entitled we are all are are, are are all with our cell phones, and you know you think about uh, you know when we were kids we didn't have cell phones. We would leave the house and our parents wouldn't know when we were coming back. Uh, they would ask us to call when we got to our destination, and sometimes we'd forget. But yeah, I mean like there was uh, you couldn't keep track of people the way you know we do now. And then with um, smartphones, you can track people. You know, you can see them on a map and, oh, well, they're stopping by the grocery. I'll let them know I need some beer or whatever, you know. So very so intrusive. Scary. <laughs> scary. Yep. How are
0: things with that Two Nations? I've seen a few new pictures going up on the Facebook pages of the Two Nations project.
1: Yeah, um, that's going well. We're in talks with the um, a few different actors that, um, you know, you would recognize on imdb they've been in um uh tv series and a few movies and so you know as as i'm able i will uh, relay all that to you but yeah everything's going really well um we have a lot of um top-notch talent coming out of the american indian um you know, like that side of the United States as well as um, everybody else is really stepping up to the plate. But just a lot of support, a lot of love for this, um, you know, this movie to be made. And um, I had no idea how many people had been reading uh, Ruby's book. And that's actually, you know, tells this story. And she decided to turn it into a screenplay. Very nice. Yeah. So we've
0: got just just short of an hour. So let's just dive into what have you been watching? What have you been playing? Uh, well, um, what yeah man I'm sorry
1: dude I'm- <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing like Siri kept doing me yesterday because I'd ask her um, to do something for me, and then I would get halfway through my sentence, and she would go ahead and jump to whatever she thought I was going to ask for, which was always wrong. So, I will I will try to pull back on my own reins.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> maybe too much coffee this morning. I don't know. Um, Possibly. Yeah, man. But first off, you um, had won that insurgent package and uh, told me to get up with the uh, the lady in LA, and she sent it to me, and that's actually very. Cool, and I had no idea this whole uh VR revolution was um, with the Google Cardboard, which sounds cheap as crap, but I mean, like it works. And um, you know, you use your smartphone with it, and it's actually a virtual world. And it was kind of cool in that you can, you know, as the video is playing, you're looking uh, 360 degrees, you can look all the way around. And I discovered that, uh, you know, if you look straight down, um, as you're supposed to, it looks like you're sitting in the chair. But if you turn all the way around and look backwards and look down, you find out that you have no head, which I thought was kind of funny. But what are you going to do, right?
0: <laughs> well, I, could, I could tell you the story behind the the uh, insurgent package. It was somebody that was on Twitter and they, they pimped out this competition thing. And I, I like to see what it was. So I clicked on the link and the link didn't work. So I messaged her saying, by the way, your link doesn't work. She went, oh, does it my end i said nope doesn't work on my end so i tried it again still didn't work and then she posted up another link and she went try it again so i clicked on it and it worked so i thought wait well i'm going to enter this because it looks like a pretty cool package filled it all in sent it off read the terms and conditions u.s residents only i'm like oh crap oh well never mind and then i got the email saying congratulations you've won so i thought I'll fire this one over to Joe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> much appreciated. It uh, Not only the Google cor- Cardboard, but it came with a T-shirt and a poster, and um, and I haven't watched any of those movies. Have you? I've seen the first one. I really enjoyed the first one. Well, you know, it just, I don't know, I guess after Hunger Games, everything started looking the same based upon trailer, or, you know, they had a little more of a sci-fi edge or whatever, but I really didn't get it, and I, I didn't go see it. And But based upon what I saw in the VR, uh, I, I'm ready to play catch-up, watch the first one, and then go catch the other one in the theater. Yeah, I mean, I want to watch the second one, but I don't
0: get to theater that often, so it's probably something I'll just wait for on DVD. But yeah. the first one, it's not groundbreaking by any means. It does have an element of Hunger Games with the whole set in the future and blah, blah, blah type thing, but it was just an easy right. film to watch, so I was a fan of, uh, of Insurgent, Divergent, whatever. Divergent was the first one, wasn't it? Then Insurgent, right. and then they've got... Two more. They're doing that old no way, third book into two oh. films uh, thing, <laughs> which
1: seems to be the trend, right? <laughs> it does doesn't it? Twilight the did more it. Can Harry break Potter it up, the did better.
0: it. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So you know you could do that with two uh, nations. Ruby's s- Ruby's book could be split <laughs> into about seven films, maybe.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do it like the <laughs> Hobbit. Take the the smallest sliver of a book that uh, Tolkien wrote, and then create this big. Epic four-hour, four four movies. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it?
0: Exactly. I think it all started with Kill Bill, didn't it? But, you know, that was one film, and then they chopped it into two, which was annoying.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and um, at some point online over the last five years, I can't remember where it was, but um, they said that Tarantino was planning on putting both movies together, kind of doing a re-edit and um, releasing that to the theater. I never saw that. Did that ever happen?
0: No, I think it's still very, very close to happening. Yeah. Because um, there's a new animated sequence going in, and some people got mixed up and thought that it was Kill Bill 3 that was coming out. And, <laughs> you, know, you can just imagine websites pimping that one out. Yeah. Um, but it's still in the plans. It wouldn't surprise me if it's sort of this year or very early next year. When I think it's Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair oh, is the actual title of
1: nice. it yeah unless they did a prequel then really i mean bill's dead so uh, it's you know i don't know what that would be like unless it's um you know uh, uh the bride trying to get some anger therapy or something i don't know maybe he comes back and they could call it still bill right possibly. <laughs> it's still around kind of norman bates ish
0: possibly yeah. That could work. <laughs> yeah bring him back
1: yeah uh. hey well um yep. when we talked last was I had I finished the whole Bates Motel?
0: Um, season no, you would not finished it. You had only watched maybe a couple of episodes. I think you'd watched a small amount of season one, I believe, because yeah. we were chatting about the the black and white movies on the television.
1: Right, right, and the cell phones, but the dated clothes, and yeah, very interesting. And um, I finished that up. That was great, and I can't wait to watch season three.
0: So. I'm hearing good things about season three. I think four or five episodes have been on. I stockpile episodes of TV shows nowadays and just binge watch, binge watch them.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the way to do it. And that's technically the way uh, Michelle and I watch a lot of TV is that, you know, if we don't feel very sleepy at night, then we'll start, you know, watching and we'll watch one or two episodes. And I think Sons was probably the toughest one to actually stop because we'd start on a Saturday afternoon and like five episodes later, we're like, ah, oh, damn, you know, maybe it's time for supper or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> i think the only the only show i will never binge watch is game of thrones because that is very spoiler heavy on on the facebook page and twitter page people will always ruin it for you so that one i will watch week to week but everything else i'll just um, stockpile
1: yeah hey well um you know the way netflix puts out their tv series um you know house of cards was out just you know like hey here's the whole season so you could binge watch it as fast as you wanted to and um Hulu's doing it a little bit differently with um, something called What Lives Inside. It has Colin Hanks in it, Tom Hanks' son, and okay. they're doing. And it's just a little nine to twelve minute show, and it's uh, every Wednesday they post a new episode. Which is I don't know how I like that. I kind of like the Netflix kind of here it is everything that you could possibly want. Um, but it's a, it's a cool show, but it shows what you can do with product placement. So I can't remember who the parent, uh, studio is that's putting this out. And it's very Alice in Wonderland kind of, um, you know, uh, TV show, um, where he goes into this alternate reality and, and which his dad created. So his dad was more or less Jim Henson, um, and created this, this world of, uh, fun characters for kids that everybody loves. And so this is the... More or less real version that uh, Colin Hanks' character will stumble into. So it's really cool. But um, the whole thing is wrapped around this new Dell tablet, which I'd never thought about pitching a show based upon a technology to see if you know a big manufacturer would go for it. But um, that's it. Definitely shows you that you know it goes beyond product implementation. This is the entire series built around him using this device in both his world and this alternate world. Nice. Yeah.
0: While we're on about devices as well, I have a film to watch over the weekend called Hooked Up, which its its selling point is it's the first ever full length feature film shot entirely on an iPhone. Um, I don't know how good it is, but I messaged yeah. the PR people back and I said, Do I actually have to watch this on my little iPod or am I okay watching it on the television? And right. They, they, they said, I need to watch it on an iPhone to get the full thing for what? it. But I'm like, Yeah, wh- whatever. I'll watch it. It's a DVD they sent me through. So, yeah. you know, I'll watch it on the screen. But yeah. uh, that's the selling point for that one. So yeah. we shall see.
1: What is it supposed to be like? A found movie, but you like found someone's iPhone and you're watching it that way or.
0: Possibly, to be honest, I have no idea. Yeah. Um. I have not. I don't tend to sort of research films that much nowadays, especially indie films. Right. I love to just put them on, press play, and then just discover a gem, like I have done with a film called Predestination. If you've not seen that one, Mm-mm. um, it's. I think it's out. It should definitely be out on DVD in the states. It's coming out here in the UK. It's got Ethan Hawke in it. It's an Australian film, but Ethan Hawke mm. plays. Um, a time traveler of sorts, and to go into any more details would just ruin the film. But it's such a clever film, that very, very good movie. Great
1: to hear because I saw the trailer; must have been like within the last three months, and thought it looked great. But you know how it is. Sometimes you watch trailers and then you go to the movie, and you know, it turns out that they, you saw the best five minutes of the movie in the trailer, and you're pretty disappointed. But that's awesome. It looked. I, I love sci-fi, and in particular, time travel. It, it's just that's really cool. It's a very, very intelligent film as well. It's not like a
0: daft science fiction film, right. with, you know, cheesy or sit there, eat popcorn. It's a very, very clever one. <laughs> um, I've watched it twice now because I watched it first. Right. Not, not having a clue what it was about. Loved the film. Sat a net down and said, right, watch this. Went, What's it about? I'm, I'm not telling you. Right. And even when I re- wrote the review and sent it back to Signature, who are releasing the film over here, I didn't even put a plot synopsis in it um, because of that fact, because you can oh, easily ruin full- it
1: yeah so it's a yeah predestination definitely check that one. i will definitely pick that one up yes the um let's see here what else um you know one thing and i I was trying to think of how we could do it this morning but it would be a very one-sided conversation um when jake and i recorded the waxing cinematic podcast two weeks ago um i was investigating the day before because i think um I told you that we were you know, going to be recording, uh, I think it was a Wednesday morning, and it worked out to be Thursday. But on that Wednesday morning, I decided I was going to check out different streaming apps because Meerkat was really big at uh, South by Southwest and really took everybody by storm. Twitter bought up Periscope and decided that um, – and they had originally planned on releasing it sometime this summer and then decided to step it up so that they could defeat Meerkat. And both of them are fine, I mean, you know, but there were some um, inherent issues with, um, you know, like dropouts and bad audio and stuff with uh, Periscope, which is Twitter's uh, live stream. And Meerkat's okay. I mean, like, you know, I kind of like it, but on the other hand, neither of these have horizontal, um, you know, you can't put your – your phone on its side and record things the way it would show up on a TV. Everything has to be portrait. So there's this group that have put out an app called Stream, and it's S-T-R-E dot A M. So their Twitter, Twitter handle is stream with a dot, and a very cool group. They're down in Charleston, South Carolina. And I checked theirs out, and they have the best sound quality, best video quality, and There's a really tight group of people that just like to watch whatever's on there. So, um, And they can post questions. I don't know how much you've checked out the different streaming apps, but anyone who's watching can post uh, questions that you can answer. So Jake and I had a blast. I mean, like, you know, we did our podcast, but it was like having a studio audience in a way um, who could ask us questions about uh, movies and our thoughts on different things. And they brought up um, Daredevil. The movie, which I don't know if you've seen the tra- uh, not the trailer, but uh, Ryan Reynolds did an April Fool's Day kind of video. Did you see that?
0: Uh, no, I didn't know. Should I should I ch- check
1: check it, it out? Really cool. Yeah. You should, man. And it's uh it makes fun of like uh you know that Daredevil's going to get a PG-13 rating and it's going to be family friendly and anyway, just really cool, man. And I cuz it was funny, Jake had said, "Well, you know, are you looking forward to the movie?" cuz one of the the people on stream were, was asked that question. And of course I, you know, hopped out of frame and went and got my Daredevil action figure and yeah, so, you know, what a geek I am. Is it Is that Daredevil or Deadpool? Oh, I'm sorry, Deadpool. Thank you. No, good. It was yeah. the whole
0: Ryan Reynolds thing. I'm, like, I'm getting a bit confused now. <laughs> well, <laughs> Especially with with uh, Daredevil launches today on Netflix, apparently, exactly. uh, here in the UK. Yep. so.
1: Which I am yeah. looking forward to that too, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, Deadpool. Thanks for correcting that. But <laughs> uh, okay. yeah, but yeah, you know, they're shooting up in Canada. So anyway, but um, it's uh, definitely check that out. But Jake had brought up the fact: Are you going to like Deadpool if it's PG thirteen? Because that would be next to impossible if you're familiar with the comics. And um, so anyway um then uh the April fool stunt I caught it and I was like what the hell man not PG13 and then the whole thing is 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 rectified and very funny little video so yeah definitely check that out if you can't find it I'll send you the link but I'm pretty sure you can find it on YouTube
0: fantastic the episode you were speaking of is that episode number 7 that's the one that's just launched a couple of days ago isn't it of yeah. Yeah. yeah so um and
1: yeah you know, it's back to just uh being me and Jake it's not uh Denise uh is now overseas with her job and uh we had talked to Vanelle about, you know, being a co-host and you yeah, know, but that's Tough trying to coordinate all of our different, um, you know, schedules and stuff. So it looks like everybody is just stuck with you know, being Jake and me doing the podcast, which is fun. You know, it makes it a little, little simpler. And um, there's some different actors and performers um, that want to come on and be guests on the show. So that I guess that'll be the, uh, you know, the change up periodically. We'll have um, you know, like a guest on the show to, you know, and if we can figure out maybe. Maybe we could get you, if you could Skype in, and we'll just have you sitting in the middle of the table um, between us on my laptop, and it'll be the three of us, and we'll do a podcast (laughs) with you. So I'll figure out how to make that work, man. That'd be fun. (laughs) Add that that to your to-do list. Yeah, exactly, man.
0: (laughs) Well, I've been headed back into watching lots of old films lately, sort of 80s stuff, uh, because I'm reading a book which is all about the Brat Pack. Yeah. And so I've rewatched Breakfast Club. Annette and I watched 16 Candles the other day, which she'd never seen that film before. And I don't know what it's like, but when you're the other half and she's like, I've never seen that film, you just sort of want to rush in and make them watch it. Right. Like, Put it on now. We need to watch it now. <laughs> yep. So, uh, 16 Candles. I've watched Rollerball, which has just been re released, which is a 70s film, not an 80s film. Still holds up pretty damn well, that yeah. film. Still very, very brutal. Um, <laughs> Scanners. I rewatched Scanners oh. from there. Oh. From a decade long gone by, and just before this podcast, I started watching Saint Elmo's Fire from 1984, 85, I think it was from. Yeah. So I was headed back into the the, the films of my
1: youth, so to speak. Well, I remember um, Saint Elmo's Fire being a very sexy movie in the way it was lit, and very. Very dated, but in a good way, you know? And I think yeah. um, with this hyper-clarity that the, the 4K cameras are delivering these days, I think um, people forget to be sexy with it, that it's okay to lose a little detail, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's cool, man. Now, you took a different direction than me this past week. Uh, my eight-year-old has never seen Jurassic Park. So we watched the first, second, and third movie on just like sequential evenings. So that was uh, – I-
0: how did the uh, second and third one go down? <laughs> everybody loves the first one.
1: Yeah, the first one is just such a classic, although I read the book, so initially when I saw it in the movie theater, I was just expecting Spielberg to pull off the entire book, which I realized it's impossible. But um, the, the second one you know, was just a bit, like, uh, what was it, Superman? What was the one that had Richard Pryor in it? It was kind of like Superman, everything <laughs> sure, but the kitchen one. sink, yeah. but maybe this kitchen sink was included for humor's sake, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of my feeling with the um, with the second one. I mean, there were some funny bits, but I didn't believe that Spielberg directed it. I had to look it up on IMDb just because it wasn't the first one. You know? And um, and then the third one, um, I'll see her that director directed the first Captain America movie. So I was at least somewhat familiar and he's probably done some other things that I've seen, but honey, I shrugged the kids
0: oh really yeah
1: Yeah, he did that and the
0: rocketeer he did that one as well
1: rocketeer was nice jennifer connelly was in that i know that's that's the running jokes like jake always brings up ben affleck and i always bring up jennifer connelly somehow in the podcast so now it is bled onto yours man sorry
0: (laughs) that's not a problem i shall make sure i bleed it onto the horror show on sunday night and then it can carry on around the world
1: yep (laughs)
0: copyright waxing cinematic of
1: course there you go (laughs) there you go um yeah but uh so we watched that and and the thing that was especially impressive in the original jurassic park was dean kundi's ability to take these crazy shots where um it would be a really long shot and he would track in never lose focus and i'm used to you know like the cameras that i've been using i'm used to cinema of today you know where but i mean like he would go beyond where i thought the camera would stop and kept going in further you know and it's just amazing and never losing focus and this is back when everything was just film so you really you know you really had to know your stuff i guess there was a video monitor to try to kind of keep up with things and and pull focus but it's just amazing all the different shots and um and then the seamless um compositing of the t-rex and and the um, Raptors and all that other stuff and and the way Stan Winston did all the animatronic beast and it just it's such an awesome film and uh, it's probably one of my favorite Spielberg movies
0: now are you all gonna head off and watch Jurassic world in the summer though?
1: Everybody wants to go see it, so yeah, I guess I'll go. But, you know, I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. And Chris Pratt is just such a natural comedian. And he is so damn serious in the trailer. It's just kind of like you want to poke him. It was kind of like some of the comedians from SNL when they would do a very serious movie. And you would just be watching them going, wait a minute, when's it going to be funny? You know, so maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'll enjoy it. But it, it does seem a little formulaic, you know, like, oh, well... You guys created a new monster. Did you really think about it before you made it, or whatever? It was almost the the whole uh, Malcolm speech about chaos and all that. And I don't know. I mean, like, I don't mean to poop on it. I will go and see it, uh, I, but you know, mainly because the kids want to go see it.
0: I mean, there is something magical about watching the Jurassic Park films on the big screen. I saw. Actually, I've seen them all. I've seen them all on the big screen, yeah? and they are amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're very different films. Yeah. If you compare them to uh, watching them on the DVD or whatever,
1: right? So. Yeah, because I mean, we've got a we have a pretty big TV, and then we have the surround sound. But there's just something about it's almost like watching football, like the Super Bowl, on TV versus actually being there in the stands. There is a magic that happens when you're surrounded by people that are experiencing the same thing that you are. A
0: couple of years ago, I went to see a re-release of Jaws on the big screen, and that's a film I've seen dozens and dozens of times yeah. over the years. And it was amazing to watch it on the big screen. It was as if you were watching a fresh film oh, that's and cool. Jurassic Park. Have you ever seen the Jurassic Park film on the big screen?
1: I did. I didn't go see it because didn't they re-release it in 3D? But um, yeah. yeah, I went to see Jurassic Park on the big screen. The second one, I'm pretty sure I went to the theater for and, but I, I caught the next one on DVD, the third one. Right, you you skipped out, you know. I'm yeah, done. Yeah, you know, there's just something <laughs> about the whole and I realized, you know, hey, cool not to King Kong or whatever. Let's bring the beast back to the city. But I don't know. I just I, at the end of that movie, it to me it lost the whole flavor of the original. And um that and have you read the book? Jurassic Park? I hope no, not um, at all. The the guy who uh, the Colonel Sanders looking dude who creates the whole thing it's his his brainchild he was such a nasty greedy bastard in the book and so and he really doesn't care about his grandkids it's like oh my god the place is malfunctioning get this thing back online hey your grandkids are out there they're in danger I want my park you know because that's how I'm gonna make my money <laughs> yeah. and so it totally different you know so I tried to wrap my head around that character change which was profound. And then he's so damn happy in the second one. It's like, oh yes, we're going back. Oh, you know. And I'm just like, dude, I just want to slap you. you what, what happened? You know. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But I, still, you know, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's probably not one of my favorite uh, Steven Spielberg movies, but it was fine. And the third one I thought was pretty good, although a little contrived at times. But, eh, you know, yeah. it is what it is.
0: What is your uh, favorite Spielberg, or what are a couple of your favorite Spielberg films? Seeing as you mentioned it,
1: um, you know, I guess, um, trying to think, because um, I've gotten so, I've kind of gotten away from Spielberg movies, but I guess. Uh, and he hasn't really put that many out, but I guess, you know, the more fun to watch would be, you know, like uh, Indiana Jones, the first and the third, the second's fun too, but it, it really is kind of an oddball. Um, yep. The the whole, the fourth one, I really don't even acknowledge. I have it on Blu-ray, but I mean, I, I, we never watched yeah. that. Um, what fourth one? No idea. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing? A you know fourth one? Yep. What's well, kind of like Schwarzenegger's view of uh, what was it Terminator 4, the Salvation, and he was yeah. just like, yeah, that movie sucks. So yeah, I you know it, it is what it is. I mean like I, when I went back and watched the the fourth Indiana Jones, was it the Crystal Skull? Um, when I saw it in the theater, we had built the kids up. We were like watching, you know, three nights before um, we went to go see the Crystal Skull. We saw the first, the second, the third. So we were expecting an Indiana Jones movie, and it was just like, what the hell is this? And so (laughs) then, when I watched it again with my parents, like as on a New Year's Eve, um, I had already I knew what it was about, so I could just kind of enjoy it as a stupid movie that would make me laugh versus actually having anything to do with Indiana Jones. So. (laughs) Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, the Indiana Jones movies um, and uh – Jurassic Park. Uh, I guess Jurassic Park is still the pinnacle because he puts so much coolness into it. Um, You know, like where the Jeep or the truck flips over and lands in the tree, and then um, he's trying to get the kid out of the Jeep, and then they wind up back in the Jeep, you know, but they're out of the tree. It's just funny stuff and so creative, and I miss that most of all in um, the second Jurassic Park. I think once Spielberg but, um, tackled Schindler's List, I think he became a very different Spielberg, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and I enjoyed Schindler's List, but it's not one of those yeah. things I want to, you know, watch with uh, popcorn and beer and laugh at, you know, because it's it's very. I think it's great to chronicle history like that, so we don't forget it.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, with Spielberg, when I was growing up, a Spielberg film would generally be fun. Um, and it'd be a popcorn flick, and then once he started tackling things like Amistad and Schindler's, he became a very serious filmmaker for the most. Yeah. which was just a very different film. But it became less Spielberg. I tried to watch right. Lincoln the other month. I had no idea who anybody was, why they would, because I, I don't know that much about American history. Right, I know the basics. Right, I know who you know Abe Lincoln was and all that sort of stuff. Right. But I just sort of thought, yeah, looks kind of pretty, but Tommy Lee Jones looks weird in a wig. Uh, right. you know, of here. So I just I stopped watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's well, funny? A lot of my friends played featured extras in that movie, and one of them in particular, and I, I'm spacing on his name. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but anyway, he always has that beard. You know what I mean? So he always has that look, and he was perfect just to walk right in and take that role. But yeah, I haven't seen uh, Lincoln. I picked that up. It, I was in Target the other day, and it was um, on the five dollar rack and so I thought, hey, $5. And it comes with the DVD and the Blu-ray, so I could pass it off to my dad to check out on DVD. Nice. But, yeah. But, of course, now you probably enjoyed Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, right?
0: I have never seen it because it got absolutely <laughs> hammered by reviews. And I thought, oh, I think I'll just, just I'll escalate that was- down the list. <laughs> All right. You know, was that the true story one? Was he actually a vampire hunter?
1: That's I think all, he right? was. I don't think Spielberg wanted to cover that chapter, but, you know. <laughs>
0: no, I think Spielberg's Lincoln was long enough, I think, and he could get away with leaving out the vampire hunter
1: stuff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, so but Vampire Hunter was okay. But it, it's definitely, you know, I mean, let that one be the floater beneath the others, you know. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, damn, I've, I've watched 15 movies today. I don't have anything else. Vampire Hunter's okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Have
0: you, did you manage to check out the Mission Impossible Rogue Nation trailer? Yes. Looks good. Looks amazing. I lo- I'm, I'm a fan of Tom Cruise. I don't care what religion or whatever he belongs to. Right. His films are entertaining. And that scene of him grasping to the side of the plane, yeah. that guy's nuts. He's off his head.
1: Well, especially when he, you know, he's like, open the door, and then it takes off. And then, obviously, you know, he's done something to open a door, and he's like, the other door! And he's taken out – that's <laughs> so cool. And my other favorite shot in there is when he's in the – whatever, the BMW or whatever he's in. he's going down the alley, and he's being um, – you know, um, it, he's being chased by this motorcycle uh, gang with guns. And he slams on, pulls up the brake, does a 360, and starts wiping them out. That is badass. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. It must have been CG. It can't be that dangerous, you know? So – But um, but still very cool, so I'm excited about it, and I enjoyed Ghost Protocol so much, and and really I enjoy all the different movies. I thought it was kind of cool having a different director for each film, so that each one has its own flavor, if you will. And um, but yeah, Ghost Protocol is probably my favorite. So it would be interesting. I even
0: yeah, I even quite like the second one now. It's not the best. If I was to rank them all, I think number two would probably be at the bottom. But it's good, just even for the score. Yeah, some of the, you know, the white doves. Oh, John Woo's typical yep. white belts.
1: <laughs> yep, all the slow mo and yeah, you're right. That soundtrack is awesome. I have the uh, the score on my laptop and I do the iTunes match. So as I'm driving down the road, whatever I'm in the mood for, bam, it's just right there. So nice. Yep. Yep. Hey, well, um, jumping back to 80s movies, right quick, and then we'll we'll move on. Um, my daughter who is 13 had never seen John Carpenter's The Thing, and that is one of my all time favorite horror movies. And Rob Bottin did such excellent special effects, all practically done, needless to say, back in the 80s. And and when they put out the high-def version, they cleaned it all up, and it is amazing. And the fact that All the practical effects still stand up even under the scrutiny of high definition. And my daughter was so funny, and it's you know she kept wanting people to not be so stupid. Like, hey, well, you run on. (laughs) I'm gonna stay in this. uh, You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna move some stuff off the shelf, right? No, get out of there. She was talking to the screen. It was hilarious. But I think that's the earmark of a really good horror movie. And um, probably the biggest shock uh, was when they were doing the blood test, if you remember that. And, oh, yeah, um, yeah. When he touches the the hot wire to the blood and it pops up and she about jumped off the sofa. So that was just a really fun movie to watch. I always enjoy it. I've probably seen it uh, – that's probably – I've seen that one probably more than American Werewolf in London. And I've – so probably 45, 50 times. It's, it's just a fun one to watch, especially with people who haven't seen it. Nice. With the blood testing, you sort of expect some of the blood to... to... (laughs) turn
0: into the thing and then yep. uh, so the timing on that is perfect
1: yeah yeah and you know this time I was really looking for anything that wasn't real so it's like you know the fact that he had uh, you know botine had made a you know a mold of the dude's hand so that when they were slicing into his uh, thumb holding on to the um, you know the little petri dish or whatever it looked so real but yet the blade obviously was real and really went through the thumb and then the blood was pumping out and it was just the little the little attention to detail that really was just super cool and setting everything on fire on the sound stage that had to have been cool you know what I mean so <laughs> Have you watched the special features? Cause, uh, on, I know on the DVD
0: there's like a 90 minute making of which was really really good which is no. hopefully on the, your Blu-ray as well
1: You know, on on my Blu-ray, all I saw was, um, in the extras category, was some sort of commentary. So I'll go back and check to see if I overlooked it, and I've got it on DVD. I'll check that out, too. It's definitely worth it. They go into
0: all the details. It's a Talking Heads one, but you've got a lot of Rob Bottin, and you've got uh, obviously Carpenter
1: and all the yeah. cast members and stuff. You learn a lot about the thing. Yeah, very very good, uh, good yeah. movie. Going back to um, cinematography and the way things look, um, Dean Cundey was the one who did um, was the cinematographer and DP for Jurassic Park, as well as a host of other ones, but also the thing. So it's kind and of on cool. Halloween. Yeah, and Halloween. And so the dude is just and the guy is what like seventy or eighty now and he's still doing movies, so what a legacy. And I looked him up online to see if he had a Twitter and the number of, of big names in the industry who gush at the fact I just met Dean Gundy, you know, so that's cool, man, you know. Nice. <laughs> the legend.
0: <Yeah>. So <laughs> And talking about the thing, Richard Dyser, who was in the thing as well, he passed away yesterday, unfortunately. Really? So, uh, I remember him mostly from LA Law right. uh, as Leland McKenzie on that, which I was a big fan of LA Law back in the 80s and 90s. But yeah. uh, he was he suffered a death in the Thing movie, but now yep. he passed away, <laughs> which is a shame. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, any TV shows? What have we been watching? That Better Call Saul. I finished season one of that yesterday. I love that show. That's- Ten episodes really good i thought about you
1: last night because uh we have been watching um the return the french version not uh whatever the american uh version is but we finished that up so now we're back into breaking bad and saul came on there and made me think about you know uh your rave reviews on the show so that's another one that michelle and i'll have to check out i mean having watched
0: all of season one there is nothing in any of the episodes of better call saul that would ruin anything in breaking bad ah cool because it's set so many years before, right? Um, so there are no spoilers whatsoever. So it's uh, but really, really good. A lot of people are trying to compare it to Break, Is it better than? It's just a different show. Just so happens to be set in the same world with one side character from Breaking Bad in it. Yeah, but it's uh, it's definitely good.
1: Well, we'll have to check that out because we watched the return. I don't know if you've seen that or not. You have to enjoy it no. in subtitles, but it's kind of cool in that you know sometimes at night. Um, You know, we try not to be too noisy with whatever we're watching because the kids are going to sleep for school or or work or whatever. And so it's kind of cool watching something with subtitles so that, you you know, you want the music, you want the backdrop, but you don't have to hear every word because you're reading it. Really cool show, really, really riveting, and we're looking forward to seeing the um, second season, although – First season ended and left you hanging in a very major way, but it's it's kind of a cool mystery. Where where are these people coming from? Um, what's their backstory? Why are they there? Because they're physically there. These people who have died, um, they just start showing up in this little town. So kind of cool. I tried watching the American version, and it was just so damn slow. I was like, wow, this is. This is like an awful third episode, but yet it was still the first episode. That's how long it felt, you know? So, wow. uh, yeah, so I, I quit watching that. And it had some really uh, great actors in it. It just, the pacing was so slow. But The Returned is really good. So that's, that's what we have been watching.
0: Well, I started watching a TV show called The Red Road. Which season one is hitting D V D out here, so I got sent through the screeners for that. What'd you think? Annette didn't like well, I enjoyed it. I put the pilot episode on because I said to Annette, right, let's there's two T V series I got sent through. Right. One of them is the Red Road. And I put the pilot on and she found it very, very slow. Right. I carried on watching it the day after. And I that is the perfect show to binge watch. Yeah. Because it is very, very slow. Yep. But to um To watch all six episodes in like a couple of days just works perfectly. It's very good. Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones and Aquaman.
1: It's pretty much
0: just two families that don't get on with each other in the sort of... um, I'm trying to think where they were. I'm sure they said New Jersey. There's lots of trees and forests and this, that, and the other around. But a really, really good show. It is coming back for season two as well, so I'm quite happy about that.
1: Yeah. What did you think of the finale of that season one? I thought it was good. Yeah.
0: It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I can't imagine watching that week to week. I think I would find it way too slow to watch because not a lot happened in it for the most. Yeah. It was definitely all character building and and foreshadowing things that you know are going to go wrong in the future. (laughs) Um, But I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. It was good.
1: It kind of reminded me Um, of almost like a slinky dog train where... One car will start to pick up some speed, but the other one's still going slow. And then it has to catch up while the other one slows down. So, but uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cool. And um, I do look forward to seeing where it's going next year. Yeah. I think
0: season two airs in April. um, Oh, really? This year. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So it should be out pretty soon. The other one I got, which I've only watched the first episode of, is a TV show called Turn which is another one of these American history ones. It's like, I don't know who anybody is, so this, that, and the other. And it is all about (laughs) the first ever spy network, 1776 in the US. So there's lots of, uh, you know, red coats versus blue coats and people working both sides and this, that, and the other. Um, Jamie Bell is in it, who we know plays Billy Elliot over here. That's where we know him mostly from. Yeah. I think he's in the new Fantastic Four, if I remember rightly enough. Yeah. Um, And Turn is pretty good. That's I've not watched any more than the pilot episode, but it's it's serious, high production value. Because sometimes these sort of period dramas, they can look like a people of just... Like a war reenactment, can't they? They look quite cheap. Right, yeah. Um, but Turn is very, very good so far. So yeah. I need to get back and finish the rest of season one on that one.
1: Yeah. i will have to check that out. It sounds interesting. You know, it's funny, your view of a lot of the period pieces, especially where um, soldiers are in the woods. And it's takes you really the fact that there's such high contrast between the trees and the shade but yet the places where the sun is pouring in and um it's tough not to make it look like uh you know your nightly news footage and (laughs) but i'm looking at so many dexter has a project that um i'm involved with that i don't know if i'm supposed to to, you know, like tell you any more about it, but it's a period piece, and um, a lot some of it does take place in the woods. And other people have tried to do a theatrical version of this character, right? And um, but anyway, uh, but I'm looking at some of the stuff that people shot to try to get money to do a movie, and it all looks like crap. I mean, it just it is so. It's like someone took out their old VHS camcorder and decided they were going to shoot it, and the clothes don't really look period. You know, and then the woods, the woods are woods, but uh, just really awfully, awfully done. So it's no wonder no one has been able to tackle this movie yet.
0: Yeah, you can do it. Get it done. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I'm determined to uh, to see this one in, in two nations. And there's another movie that uh, a friend of mine is trying to get me on board as uh, one of the executive producers, and we'll see how that goes. But that's that's complete horror. So, but as we do these movies, I'll have to be sure that you get a copy and um, you know that you can check it out and give an yeah, honest definitely. review. And yeah, so
0: I had um, I had a meeting last week with a couple of people connected with the paranormal yeah um documentary thing that i've been attending in january yeah and we were sitting chatting about publicity and the start now so you know people come up with ideas going we should do this you're like no don't do that don't do that that won't work <laughs> you need to do it this way and that way because publicity wise that's what i tend to fall into and learn a little bit more as i go along and um we're going to be doing like a rough cut viewing yeah um, at some point, I said, right, well, the deal is when we, when all three of us are sitting down, we don't talk to each other while we're watching it. We just make notes, and yeah. then we'll, we'll look at the notes afterwards and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but one of the guys there, he wants me to co-write a script with him later on in the year. Oh, so I'm quite,
1: great.
0: quite happy about that.
1: Yeah. That's so that your fun. talent field there.
0: Well, I was talking to him, and I had um, when a friend of mine, Bob, came down from up north, I sent him some of my screenplays I'd written like a decade or so ago Uh and said, just print them out, bring them down. I want to go through them at some point and just gut them like pigs.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) And uh, I was talking to this filmmaker, and I said, really nervous about looking at them. He's like, why? I said, because they were written in like 1999, and I don't want to look at them Uh and think, what on earth did you do? (laughs) But I, I like to think of them as pretty good. And I don't want my illusion shattered. He oh, went, just get red read." Yeah. So, um, but it'll be fun co-writing something with him. Yeah. Later on in the year, I'm looking forward to that one. Well, that's awesome.
1: Well, keep me posted on that. I shall. Yeah, that, and keep indeed. me posted on when you're you're rereading some of your older scripts too, because man, some of the sometimes <laughs> like there's things that I've read that I wrote back 20 years ago. And I don't even recognize them as mine, but yet they're pretty damn cool. Yeah, very simplistic, not really deep with multiple story arcs and all this other stuff. uh, But just simplistic, but yet would probably make a pretty fun movie. So you never know.
0: Two two of mine are. Two of mine are perfect in my head. I can see the entire thing in my head. Yeah. But whether I manage to put it properly down on paper, that's a whole other subject. (laughs) Um, so that's yeah. So th- I've got that going. I'm gonna, still going to be doing a lot of the Q and A panels in September yep. in Wales. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Yeah. Um, so I am keeping busy um, and just trying to watch lots of films and lots of TV shows yeah. and stuff like that. I think. Um, have you watched the film Moon? Yes. I watched and I watched that the other day. I knew that Sam Rockwell was pretty much in it on its own, yeah. And Kevin Spacey was the voice of the computer. That's all I and Duncan Jones created the film. That's all I knew about that film. And by the end of it, I'm like, that is amazing.
1: Yeah. So it
0: was, yeah, very very clever film.
1: That was one of those that um, you know I saw. I'm a Sam Rockwell fan, so yeah, I saw it on Netflix, like the little you know poster icon, and we didn't have anything else to watch that night. And I figured, what the hell, man, check it out. And I was blown away by the story, the acting, and the way the compositing that you know, like playing like the ping pong scene. Uh, Stuff like that, man. Really, really cool stuff. And um, you know, like the voice of the computer wasn't added until after they shot and put together the movie. The story I heard, anyway. And then it was such a good movie. He said, "Yes, I will do the voice of the computer." So
0: nice. Yeah. And obviously, you know who Duncan Jones' dad is. Every time Duncan Jones get interviews, is interviewed, they always mention who his dad is. So it's like, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, David Bowie for anybody who doesn't know.
1: Um, <laughs> well, so, probably yes. a lot of people over on this side of the pond, but yeah, you know. that's true. Yep. What's kind of like know, Abraham Lincoln, David Bowie, man? Who do you know more about, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. Probably David Bowie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey sir, are you still keeping up with the Flash and Arrow and Agents of Shield or any of those? Nope. 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 <laughs> and nope.
0: i think the only tv shows i gave up on the walking dead i've stopped watching that one right um i bailed out around episode 14 i think it was um game of thrones is starting back up so i'll start back up with that one i think there was only better call Saul, and i think that could well be it actually that's the only tv shows i've really got going have you been keeping up with the superhero stuff Gotham. I've been keeping up with Gotham, but that's been on a little bit of a break lately, so yeah. I'm just waiting for that to come
1: back. Which I, I really – it's it's hard for me to comprehend because when you and I were growing up, we didn't have these breaks. And I don't know. Maybe the BBC has everything shot and then they air it weekly with the exception of like I guess holiday fair. But, um, but it just – it bugs me when I get – into a show, and I'm like, yeah, I can't. Hey, and here it comes on this week, right? No. <laughs> well, maybe next yeah. week. No. So I don't even, I forget when it's going to come back. But, um, and then like this morning during my workout, I was looking forward to watching either The Flash or Arrow. They didn't come on this week. So, but yeah, I'm keeping up with all those. Abby and I did enjoy, that's my 13 year old. She and I did enjoy um, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's really stepped up, uh, you know, as far as like being an interesting show, adding some complexity and Arrow is always phenomenal. Michelle is, has gone back and is trying to catch up with where I am in you know, like the current episode and watching episodes from season one and season two, where I am now watching it. It's, Awesome. I mean, like, I, I can't remember who the showrunner is, but the the character development, um, you know, showing you know, Ollie becoming um, more and more the man that is Green Arrow that we know from the comic book, very very cool. And same thing with Black Canary, adding these other characters into the mix, and they're probably going to have a spinoff, uh, or I think two spinoffs from Arrow, um, like we haven't already had the Flash. So, and the Flash has really stepped up its game, um, and gotten has a A more serious edge along with the comedy which is kind of a a sweet mix so nice yeah but those are those are the ones that I tend to watch every week and I try to with the exception of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I watch the others independently just because I people everybody's busy in the house these days with jobs and whatever and so you know I tend to watch those on my own and really enjoy it. Well that's the danger isn't it i felt pray to that
0: one where I'll, a TV show will come on and Annette will say, I want to watch that one, so uh-huh. I'll hold off and then before I know it six months have passed and we've still not started. Right,
1: and Hulu is um, very unforgiving when it comes to TV shows, you know. If you're if you're a Hulu Plus uh, member, which I am, so I can watch it uh, at airports and wherever on uh, iPad, iPhone, um, they'll keep it usually for about four to five weeks and then sometimes they'll pull specific episodes And um, but I mean, it's it's tough when you get that far behind not to Um, you know to even try to catch up so yeah but we get there yeah with our our little devices yeah (laughs) that can track us everywhere (laughs) hey so um did you say that you had ever watched any of the house of cards on netflix
0: i've i've tried three times to watch that show um most recently was after one of the conversations we had and i just had it on (laughs) i think pretty much a whole day and i just played four or five of them right and I still couldn't get into it. So I think it's just one of those shows that I know that I'm wrong and everybody else is right, but I just, (laughs) you know.
1: You know, it's one of those things. I mean, to me, it's kind of the political version of Sons of Anarchy in a way. you know. But season three was such an utter disappointment. I can't remember if you and I discussed that last time or not, but the first two seasons I still swear by. But the third season, skip it. It it just, um, yeah, it's like soggy spaghetti. You just... You may be hungry, but you really just won't like it. So, and it is coming back for season four, isn't it? I, I guess so. Again, yeah, they like, left us yeah. hanging about like the end of um, Empire Strikes Back. You know, I mean, like, you yeah. know, somebody leaving and different things have happened. And literally it was like yeah. mid-sentence, bam, credits, see you next season, which I don't know how much I really appreciated that either. Because the first two seasons really had a definitive stopping point where if they didn't go on to the following season, you still enjoyed it and it was a good wrap up. So. Because, I mean, over
0: here in the UK, I mean, House of Cards with Kevin Spacey is a remake of a British show. That only was a three-season thing here in the UK, so coming back for season four in the States, right. we'll overtake wherever.
1: Now, I wonder how, how did that work over uh, on the UK show? Because you guys have Parliament, right? We do, yeah. So was it yeah. still the same angry bunch of control freaks and... Uh, was it- as far as I could tell,
0: because I think Annette has seen the British, uh, the British House of Cards, yeah. and I think it is just all political backstabbing, maybe not to the extreme <laughs> that uh, the right. Kevin Spacey <laughs> takes it, because it, I think it was a, it was an 80s or maybe late 80s show. Ah, I gotcha. Um, and TV generally wasn't as, as graphic. She always says right. some of the House of Cards things that you'll probably have watched.
1: Right. Yeah. Subway trains and sudden impact <laughs> and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> definitely yeah yep. um so what your your day we're nearly at the end of the hour yeah um i'm always conscious of not gobbling up too much
1: of somebody's time <laughs> especially that, when man. they're busy well i've got to go and you know i can tell you i forgot this isn't live but it's like yeah i got um michelle a bouquet of her favorite flowers so that'll be waiting on her nightstand when she gets home from work she's taken off work early and then um we're taken off to a uh city that's about two hours away. They have great museums, and that's something that she and I enjoy doing. So um, I was going to take her up to um, the – I don't know if you know geography here at all, but it's like the Raleigh-Durham area. Uh, there's a lot of colleges and universities and stuff, but they um, have this one place that uh, where it's, it, it's kind of like a lemur facility where they have collected these lemurs from around the globe, and you actually get to walk through – in essence a rainforest or whatever and you get to interact with these lemurs you go through in groups of like you know two to thirty and um with a tour guide and it's just crazy you're actually it's like going into the zoo and um, i wanted to surprise her with that but um that stays booked up way in advance so me not being forward-thinking enough, thinking I could pull this off at the last minute. I called them the other day, and they're like, "Nope, we're booked up through May." So we'll do that again. But yes, yeah, really, really cool stuff if you you know if you look around for it. But I mentioned you have the same things, you know, as far as just cool undiscovered gyms, um, you know, over in in your area, right? Oh, we've got loads. I mean, and because it,
0: it's easier in the UK as well, because everything's within about six hours. You know, that's <laughs> the longest you would have to drive, right? If you drive from London to Scotland, you you probably do that in like six hours or whatever. Yeah. So it's uh, whereas in the states, you know, some of you guys will drive four hours to work. Right. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's a bit crazy. But, yep. uh, yeah, there is there is a lot of stuff to do over here. We have all these what they call national trust type areas where it's a private organisation that will preserve forests and squirrels and and all that right. sort of stuff. So you could just go wander <laughs> around those and enjoy a bit of scenery. Yeah. But uh, it is very very nice.
1: Yeah, one of these days, Michelle and I want to travel abroad and see all the sites over there too. So
0: definitely, you could just knock out the entire Europe, couldn't you? because that's probably the size right. of in one of the states over there pretty much
1: <laughs> well there's a um a good friend of mine who does makeup for uh every project that i can include her on and um she and her husband went over and had just you know like i think it was a, a month of just tracking through europe and had a blast so she was sending me postcards saying you've got to come over here so yeah <laughs> it's one of these right, days some really, really nice countries in Europe. I've done quite a lot of
0: traveling around Europe. Yeah. And, uh, so I can, I can give you some tips and stuff on that.
1: Oh, awesome, man. And then we would certainly come by and see you and Annette. That'd be fun to finally meet, go out to eat, and, you know, do something like that.
0: Most definitely.
1: Yeah. Definitely. We'll, we'll record a live podcast. Yeah, that would rock. And <laughs> we'd be able to stream it live because we would both be in the same room. I'm still going to work out the whole, um, you know, thing. I don't think Jake has ever been on the show. Has he? No, not at all. Yeah. No. Um, so that would be kind of cool. Get you on our show. And then, um, you know, then maybe at some point he could call in and be on your show. I know he's a big fan. So definitely. So, yeah, Jake, Well, Jake Sort that out. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well,
0: You and and Michelle, enjoy your anniversary. Happy anniversary for today and for the many, many days in front. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for fitting me in for an hour as well. Yeah, man. Always
1: always fun to kick back and visit.
0: Definitely. And, um, you know, those lemurs, you'll get there at some point.
1: Yeah, (laughs) eventually.
0: sense of you were doing something wrong but that did give it that that feeling of excitement when the reveal of the film happens that's when it just becomes absurd
1: and the atmosphere and just the sense you get whenever you go into it is undeniable it,
0: it did absolutely zero for me which could be for the hype what we just discussed there is just scratching the surface on it hi i'm eric england the director of Contracted, and you're listening to from page to screen the horror show